know what that sound means. It means it's time to start the Zach Dressler Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Zach Dressler Show. I am Zach Dressler dressed in my PJs, in my soccer ball PJs. Look at that, that, right? This was a hoodie that I saw some dude pre-COVID wear at the gym, this uh, older man that owns a soccer-making company. He makes soccer gloves, goals, all this stuff, and he wore this, and I go, where did you get that? (laughs) And he goes, I make them, and I go, I need to have one. And the next day, he showed up at the gym and gave me this for free. And what a generous guy. That, it, that's how you become successful. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Definitely. It's word of mouth advertising. Exactly, right? right? Yeah. This thing is so, it's like a onesie that's cut off at the waist. It's really, really, really freaking comfortable. Um, but, you know, the reason why um, we are wearing this uh, is because I agreed with Caroline to do a pajama interview. Uh, Caroline Somerville Need is our guest today, by the way. She will be joining us. And so we're doing a little pajama themed interview type of thing. Um Welcome, Caroline. We, uh, we're friends from uh, BuzzFeed. You know, we worked with her at BuzzFeed. That's how I knew her. She's a producer, director, content creator. Um, you know, she was she is a New Orleans born and raised. So we're going to talk a lot about New Orleans, the food, the restaurants, what's going on with COVID right now, how they're handling it. Um, but go and check out her YouTube channel, which is Crescent City Caroline. And you can also go follow her on Instagram, uh, which is at Crescent City Caroline, and I'm sure she has some other ones to plug once we get her on. How you doing, Indy? Dude, doing good. Doing good, man. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. Oh, yeah, by the way, if and, and if you can, uh, subscribe. Subscribe oh, yeah. to the subscribe. YouTube channel. Um, uh, you know, you can check out this audio version on, you know, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher. They're all there. But please like and subscribe to the channel. Comment below, whatever you want. If you want to hate on me, go ahead. I don't give a shit. I've gotten a, lot, a couple of interesting comments over the past couple of days on other things. Uh, but uh, hey, they go- ain't making content. Nah, they ain't, man. They nah, just sitting there. For they me. wish. They, they wish. wish they were in all them buddy, BuzzFeed videos. <laughs> <laughs> we might bring that up in a bit. But how you doing, bro? I've been, I feel like it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's you know, it's pandemic. You know, still wearing masks. Any still luck not on, vaccinated? Any luck getting the shot? Any luck getting online for the shot? No, I'm not. I'm not uh, too active on looking. Okay. Since I'm not, I'm. I don't even think I'm even close to being eligible, <laughs> other than being obese. <laughs> yeah. So what? Caroline's gonna come on. She actually got the Johnson and Johnson shot. So we're gonna talk to her about that. Yeah. I, I've tried, man. I've tried to like, uh, and, and, and it's like half-ass attempts. Yeah. You know, um, to try and see if I can get it. because I've seen all these people who are a lot healthier than me, younger than me, getting the shot, and I'm not. You know, I'm not jealous of it. I, you know, I. I know I'm going to get my shot eventually. I think I just, I, I kind of just wanted to get it over with. So this way I have it. I feel, you know, I don't know if anything, ever, anything's ever a hundred percent protected, but you know, close enough. Yeah. I mean, I got the chicken pox vaccine and I got chicken pox. Right. Exactly. A hundred percent. I mean, I had the chicken pox vaccine. I got shingles, which is a form of chicken Oh pox. my Lord. Dude, and I got, I, chi- thought, I thought I was given a bro. When, when did you get chicken <laughs> pox? Dude, I got it when I was like 14. Dude, I got shingles. <laughs> Dude, I got sh- shingles. Is supposed to be. I mean, no offense. It's supposed to be for older people, or you get it when you're older. Right. Dude, I got shingles when I was twenty fucking seven. Oh no! It was the most. I'm painf- twenty seven right now. It was the most <laughs> painful thing in the world because with shingles, it attaches to your nerve endings, other than chickenpox. So that's why people people see it like you get it on like a patch here on your knee. Oh, like I've so- seen the commercials. I got yeah. it. Oh, right here above my eye. Oh, I had it going through like a, there was like a vein, nerve vein here, 
And I, I remember I was sitting there, I was working at MTV at the time, and I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm assistant editor, and I'm logging things. And like my eye starts to swell up and starts to itch. I'm like, what is going on? Am I allergic to something? Did I touch my eye? What happened? And so three hours later, my eye was almost completely shut. Oh my God. And it was just like this welt was building over my head. And so I went to the ER and they're like, yeah, you got shingles. And I was like, how the fuck do I get shingles? Isn't that for people who are like 60 and older? And they're like, you don't know. You got it. It's it's a form of, and this is the thing that freaked me out. They're like, you know, it's, it's a form of herpes. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, did I make out with someone in my eye that had herpes? Like, what the fuck happened? And, then, you know, when you're 27, you're like, yo, we're going to give you herpes medication. You're like, I got to hide this from my roommates. <laughs> I cannot let anybody know. Um, but, yeah, uh, that was a random thing to go off a topic. But no, no, I think, uh, you know, it goes in. It's it's medical. It's, it's, sure. it's a long time. Yeah, but I think with getting the vaccine, um, I think uh, Caroline, who you know, you guys will see in a second, she gives a some pretty good, I think, pretty ethical, um, uh, pretty ethical yeah. ways to get the vaccine, even though you're not uh, el- technically eligible. Yeah. Um, Why? Well, but I, it's it's ethical in the fact that you know, um, uh, <coughs> if. You, you know, people they can't throw like you don't want them to the the no, hospitals to throw away the vaccine. One hundred percent. But I just think I just think California is such a shit show with handling this whole vaccine situa- situation yeah. that other states are putting us to shame. Because I, I like I said, yeah. uh, you know, uh, people well, other who, states are as big as L.A. County. Right, know? right, right. <laughs> so we, everyone's getting the same amount of vaccines, and you know, right. we're we're we just got way more people. Yeah. The first thing I want to talk about when it comes to bagels. So this week. In the New York Times, an article came out, and the uh, quote of the article was, let me pull it up here real quick. The The title of the article was, the best bagels are in California. <laughs> and then in parentheses, sorry, New York. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw this article, I saw it on Instagram first, and then I actually saw the article. I, I, I just... It just seems so goddamn clickbaity, and it's written by this guy or person, I should say. I don't know if a guy or girl, uh, Tajal Rao, and I'm not gonna hate on them, uh, but like I said, I feel like it's extremely clickbaity, and it's just trying to make an exaggerated point to get clicks on some article. And it, oh, and boy, did it get clicks! I mean, people were sending it to me. People were making memes about it. People were making TikToks You're about, about it. it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was in the zeitgeist. It, it, people were definitely talking about it. And, um, I, I just, I decided to, to check it out. And basically he's talking about a bagel shop in, 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 uh, in Berkeley, this place called Boychik Bagels. Hey, Boychik. Hey, Boychik. My, my father used that all the time. And it's a Jewish name. You know, Never it's a Yiddish. Boychik. Never You're, heard that before. Yeah, boy, it's like a mensch. You know, Boychik. Ah. Hey, Boychik. Yeah. Kind of like mensch. Like a woodchuck. It's, 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 it's <laughs> right, right. It's Yiddish. Yeah. So. I, I clicked on an article on Reddit and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, he claims that it's the best NYC bagel, which makes no sense because if, if, if you're, if you are, are, if the title of the article is, sorry, California, the best bagel is in, NY, in, is in California, not NYC. And then you state in your article that they make a best NYC bagel. Then what are you trying to compare here? Then just say the then the California is the king of bagels because if you're trying to replicate a bagel from New York City, aren't you claiming New York City is the god best goddamn bagel ever? Like, it's do you know what I mecca. do? You know yeah. what I mean? Do you do you right, get what right. I'm saying here? Right. Well, it's it's you know it's like uh, yeah, 
it's it's weird it's it's interesting it's interesting the level of of uh the level you go with bagels my anger no no not <laughs> anger no i i think it's very entertaining well, like you've made bagels actual like you've made bagels content well now. here's the th- like, here's the great. thing here's the thing it's it, this would be like me writing a fucking article i said this to one of my friends this is me like me writing an article for new york times and be like New York's got the best tacos. Sorry, California. Like, or sorry, San Diego. Or sorry, you know, they got the best burritos. Sorry, San Diego. Like, are you serious? Right. Like, that would be be a joke of an article. And, you know, I read the article. Wait, is is the parenthesis, like, say the parentheses in a different tone. Is it, is it, is it the best bagels are in California? Oh, wait, sorry, New York. No. It's not no. that? I, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 I just want to bring perspective I to the I appreciate that. Show. That's yeah. not what I think happened here. Um, so, Rayao, here's the thing is, is, you know, I read the article, and Rayao claims uh, to once have been, I don't know if he once have been a resident of New York City, Brooklyn specifically, uh, and since has moved out to LA. And I don't know if that means he was born and raised. Or not, but if someone says that they've been a resident of New York City, to me that doesn't really give red flag. It doesn't give you much clout because, I, and I'm not trying to shit on people that move to New York because there's people that move to New York from wherever they're from and become lifers of New York, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's people that are passerbys; they live from two to five years or whatever it may be, and they move. And then there's people who are actually born and raised there, stay there their whole life, or they move somewhere else. But the people that are born and raised there usually stay there for a majority of their life. I could be wrong. You have your your Larry Davids and your Woody Allens. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, well, I, yes. mean, I don't want to compare the yes, two. Yes. But well, sure, <laughs> one sure. left at New York sure. and one stayed in New York. Right, right. But I mean, here's it. They're still true New Yorkers. Do you know right. what I mean? They're still exactly. true New Yorkers. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's just I just like unless you, like I said, unless you've been there for 10, 15 years, become a lifer, which many do. It's just it's hard to take someone's because. New York itself. I mean, he, you know, he says, I'm from New York City, Brooklyn. You just say you're from Brooklyn. I'm from Queens. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I just feel like there's a pride thing when it comes to it. If you're really from these places, like, I'm from Brooklyn. You know, I'm from Manhattan. Like, you know, you usually say, I'm from New York. And people, like, oh, from New York City. He's like, no, nah, I'm from, you know, I'm from, from Albany. Yeah. You know, which is upstate New York. But here's the thing is that if you're, if, if you were once a resident, and you lived in Brooklyn, and all you knew was Brooklyn. You probably went to Manhattan a bit, and probably Queens every once in a while. And then, depending on how many long you live there, you didn't really experience the full. I mean, you, there's so many bagel shops, it's, and it's tri-state area, not only including you know New York and the five boroughs, but you talk about Connecticut help, help and me, New Jersey. Help me contextualize this. Okay, all right, I, I, I will do I've, my best because I'm on a rant. Been, yeah, no, I've I've been in LA five years. Is Brooklyn like Silver Lake? And like, could you, could, hey, give me all the boroughs and what borough in, in LA it would be. Oh, man. It's hard because every. Obviously, it, Manhattan would be downtown or oh, Beverly Hills or Santa Monica. It depends. But here's the thing that, so that's the thing with New York is that they're not comparable. New York's landscape and the, and, and, and the, and the neighborhoods in New York change. You know, the New York that I grew up, the New York that I grew up with in the 80s and 90s was definitely different than the 2000s. And the New York that I grew up in the 2000s is definitely different than the New York that's happening now in the yeah. 2020s. And you can see the gentrification. You see things changing. It's New York. I mean, you can compare a lot of different parts of New York. Manhattan alone, you can compare to different parts of L.A. 
Because again, Manhattan, you have the Upper West Side, the Upper East Side, you have Midtown, yeah. you have you know a Hell's Kitchen, you have the Lower East Side, you have East Village, West Village, Soho. There's all these little areas yeah. that are similar. It's like Los Feliz or Los Files. There's you right. know Atwater Village. You know there's Beverly it's Hills. That same vi- you get that vibe, right. right? Yeah, right. And Brooklyn can fall into that because Brooklyn, it, I would say Brooklyn is like you can compare it to parts of. I would say like East LA where it's downtown swooping into Los Feliz, Los Feliz, Highland Park. And then as you go North, it gets nicer because there's actually, you know, there's really nice mansion shops, yoga places. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's, there's a lot of different areas in this Bronx, there's Staten Island and you know, it's territorial. What would Staten Island be in LA? That'd be the South Bay. Wouldn't that be Long Beach? I don't think you could really, (laughs) maybe. uh, I don't know if you can compare Staten Island. Staten Island's unique. And when I, it's very unique. I've heard this. And there's a lot of amazing and shitty things that have come out in Staten Island. Um, Basically, I didn't miss anything by not visiting that borough when I was in New York. No, no, no. I don't think so. Um, unless you were going to like a you know a Wu Tang museum, um, or Pete Davidson museum, right. one of those two. Right Pete Davidson. Um, but I, I anyway, I just think it's clickbaity. And again, because the bagels in New York, it, it it's not just New York bagels. Because I will argue that New Jersey bagels are better than a lot of New York bagels. And people will argue that can I, and that's that's the point is that like you can't sit here and be like the best bagels in California when it's like that's bullshit. You know, that's, it's, there's, it's been, and because I'll argue that there's better bagels that probably that are better in Montreal than they are in New York. But if you're going to sit here and again, I haven't tried this place yet. Maybe I'll go up to the Bay area and try it. You know, I have, you know, we, we did Brooklyn bagel in our most recent one. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the hype that people thought it wasn't a terrible bagel, but it wasn't the one that I expected. Again, I got an everything bagel and I think it was just very different from what my brother got, which is sesame bagel. And I did like the sesame bagel, but uh, you can go check that out. If you want, uh, it's posted on, uh, on the YouTube page. Uh, I'll put a little thing here. If you want to go watch it, something interesting happened, not to me, but just in general. And I, and it, it didn't surprise me, but yesterday I was on Twitter and uh, a basketball player by the name of Myers Leonard uh, popped up into my timeline. People were retweeting. And so he's a, a center for the the Miami Heat. And um, he, how do I put this very uh, politely? Um, he made a racial slur while, while he was streaming on Twitch. Oh, fun. So he is a, a, a white NBA basketball player. Um, Thanks for the context. Just, just to, <laughs> to let you know. Oh, listen, listen. There have been, there have Let's been, build this up. there have been other people that uh, that are not white that have made um, anti-Semitic comments before. Uh, you know, an NFL player, uh, Deshaun Jackson, he's mm-hmm. made anti-Semitic comments. Uh, I think it was a year ago, two years ago. Anyway, so Miles Leonard was streaming, uh, playing Call of Duty. He's playing Warzone with him and some other streamers or his friends. I'm not sure. I can't really see uh, the picture that well, but. Um, you know, when you, when you stream, you know, people are watching and there were a lot of people, I guess, watching his stream. Again, he's a basketball player, so he's definitely popular. Yeah. And I think the people he was playing with were popular and, uh, he's, you know, in the, the, the middle, middle of a battle, you know, trying to kill someone. And I, I'm just going to play the audio for you guys here oh so you can listen to it. And that's not going to work. Cause that's, let me do that again. Uh, did I mute myself? No, my, my level was down. Oh, here we go. So this is this is this is the the short eleven second clip. 
Let's go, baby. Fucking cowards. Don't fucking snipe me, you fucking... Bitch. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I just dropped that on my head. That didn't even go to fucking... Um, anyways. Oh. I think he knew it. Uh, sure. I think I he think knew, he knew he it, fucked. too. I think yeah. he knew it as well. Um... Damn. And please bleep that out. Uh, of course. When we do of course. That. But, you know, <laughs> a lot of people repost it and it does not it does not surprise me. It does not surprise me because <laughs> literally if you look at Myers My, Myers Leonard from last year's season uh, when they were playing in the bubble, a picture comes up of all his teammates, his coaches all taking a knee with a Black Lives Matter shirt. And this is the only team motherfucker on the team that decided to stand with his hand across. <laughs> so if you're surprised, you shouldn't be. Now, and if since you're the then, last one doing it, look right, around, bub. Right, yeah. right. So <laughs> since since then, uh, obviously, he has uh, come up with an apology, um, as most people do, uh, and you know. <laughs> Let me see if I could find this apology that he. Oh, he even posted. He didn't even post the apology. Was, was he drafted was, in the twenty-one, the season? Uh, not this season. I think a couple seasons ago. I think a couple seasons ago. Um, you know, but uh, he, I'm trying to find this apology. Let's see. It's it just it comes off like obviously he didn't write it. It was definitely written by some PR stunt. Um, but he goes, you know, I had no idea what this word meant. I'm like, how do how do you not know and hear it? Like, how do you not right. know in this day no, and he age? he used it. Yeah, he used, he used it. As it. A, as he a, knew. He knew exactly right. what he was talking about. And I, I don't, yeah, and not, definitely not condoning what he said, but I'm just I'm saying, like, obviously, when you play video games, I'm not condoning what he said, but when you play video games, you exasperate in random weird, at least I do. Sure. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll you know, Listen. when the turn doesn't go your way or whatever, you say something that, that I'm, I'm not going to say that word. No, 100%. Listen, I, I, listen, I, listen, Oi. this isn't, this isn't, this isn't something new in gaming. The, uh, you know, racial slurs being slung back and forth. That's, I hear it on, I play it right. on a daily basis. It happens. There's yeah. tons of times, especially in, in, in Warzone, I'll kill someone and you can hear the, you can hear yeah. three seconds called a death com. Yeah. You can hear the death coms. And I have been called an F and F. Uh, a p word i've been called the n word and, and it's just right. people just and also they have no idea no that idea. you are any of that stuff no idea. so it's actually a representation of their inner them. self it's yeah. them it's them yeah and it's it's crazy it's 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 and so he's now been i think suspended indefinitely he's going to work on his issues that he says he needs to work <laughs> on but you know i really hope i really hope i don't know i i, I don't i don't know maybe the nba takes a stance and he never plays again I would like to see Activision delete his account. You know. Oh, interesting. Uh, and maybe that's too harsh again because again, people. Use, you're just gonna start another one. Sure, but people, you know, you can do. You know, that's the thing is that the other thing is that Activision needs to look at VPNs and not fucking accounts. Yeah, anymore. IP addresses. IP yeah. addresses. Yeah. Thank you. I, I I don't know. I I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what to expect. I I it doesn't shock me. It, I think it was more shocking to me that people were shocked that it happened. Yeah, and it's like, come on, are you really shocked? I also think it's it's a good uh, it's a good reminder too, like you know us doing this for you know I guess quote unquote a living. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really easy in a podcast form and re and so much more easy on a stream to say what you actually like to say something off color. You know what I mean? Where it's like you you feel like you're you're in a game. You're I'm not obviously you can say it ten times. I'm not condoning it, but. 
it's it's a situation where had it been 20 years ago nobody would have seen this because there would have not been a stream you know I, what i mean no, and no, it's no, like I get it. it's I get it. because our entire lives are on on it's line all on now it's all online. and if you say something off color even if he whether he meant it or not or whatever it's it's just it's a moment when you, when you're it's it's so weird because it's shitty it, no i get what you're saying but you know i I, I get what you're saying yeah i understand what you're saying um and you know i know it's it's tough it's it's fucked up it yeah. is you know i i try to you know i mean i'm conscious not to say any of these words you know even 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 yeah. even even as a jew you know i stay away from it i stay away from all those words and and uh, maybe he heard it from his parents. Maybe he heard it from a friend. It's just, you know, you got to question, you got to question a lot of different things. Right. And, it's just, it's uh, also just a terribly sounding word. Oh, like, yeah. I just don't want to hear it. Uh-huh. I just don't want- no, 100%. <laughs> now, someone said to me, well, what do we say? What, what if he said, you Jew bitch? I, and listen, I <laughs> what sure. If he, what if he said J? Yeah, J. But then you'd be then like, you what's a J? <laughs> right, right, exactly. But I what mean, if he, I don't know. Listen, I mean, my friends, you know, I grew up, you know, growing up in New York. I had friends from all races, all ethnicities, and my friends were like, oh, look at this Jew. You know, like we we joke around like that all the time. But I never, my black friends, I never, I never, I never slung the word that uh, forbidden. Yeah, yeah. Never, never in a million years. And I never slung the K word, the kike word against my Jewish friends. I'd be like, ah, oh, he's just Jewish, he's cheap. You know, or something along those lines. You know, um, you got to be, you got to be smarter. You know, and you got to educate yourself. You know, it's it's one thing to hate and be like, hey, this guy is a pussy and, you know, he shouldn't, you know, they killed me or whatnot. But to sit there and actually be like, this person is, you know, because he sat there. He, it, the word didn't just come to him. He sat there. He hesitated. I'll play it again. He hesitated. He hesitated for a good second before he thought about it. Let me play it one more. And those one syllable words. Okay, you really fucking cool. cowards. Don't fucking snipe me, you fucking bitch. He, ooh. I just dropped that on my head. That didn't even go to ooh. fucking, um, anyways. Anyways. Uh, uh, anyways. I I fucking think... cowards. Don't fucking snipe me, you fucking. Yeah, you, he was, he opened the filing cabinet. No, 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 no. Yep, yep, yep. Opened yep. another one. No, 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 no. Nope, this one. This and, one. And what probably happens is he said it, and then someone in the text was like, oh my God, I can't believe you say it. And he saw it, and he was like, uh, anyways. You know, because who knows, who knows where he was going to go with that? Who knows where he was going to go? Listen, there's gas in the game. You're trying to avoid getting, you know, because the, the, the circle shrinks. He could have made some comment about yeah. 1945 concentration camps and gas. You know, who knows what would have happened if, if because you could. T- oh, yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to predict, but like just listening to that 11 second clip and he put that whole stream on. If you go to his channel right now. That whole stream is still up on his channel, play, frying with Tyler TP, Dougie's Raw, and you know, and these guys. One guy has like almost a million followers on on Twitter, you know. Uh, this guy Dougie's Raw has thirty five thousand. Uh, Tyler TP, he's got three hundred three hundred sixty thousand, and these you know, ex pro coach turned content creator. 2014 Call of Duty World Champ streamer, you know, and that's cool. Like, but and and you know, people I, I think looked into it, and these guys apparently aren't exactly clean either. They've said some racist shit on their streams as well. Yeah. Anyway, that was a mouthful. Um, 
I didn't expect to go that long. Fuck. But uh, I also think <clears throat> I also think like this is different than overt racism or overt anti-Semitism, where it's not like I don't think he's like like out to like attack right. people where it's like it was a word that he said out of exasperation that is terrible to say and that yeah. no, if I, he was if he was thinking and rational probably wouldn't have said it but it's 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 such a dicey thing it's it, it is just yeah. shut your mouth yeah yeah <laughs> it's just like yeah but just just don't yeah. say anything it's not it's you know anyway that's all i wanted to talk about today what um, team did he play for he plays for the well, yeah. He did play for uh, the Miami Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Getting that heat. And the craziest, the major, the main owner is is Israeli. Israeli Israeli billionaire. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, yeah, he definitely played. And, for that and Miami too. I mean, uh, you know, Florida next to the Northeast and you know Southern California has probably one of the largest Jewish populations. Yeah. Know your market. No, you're Mark. <laughs> anyway, that's all for this intro. Uh, let's get Caroline Somerville Need on the line. We'll have a good chat with her. And joining me right now, as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, my friend Caroline Somerville Need. How you doing, Caroline? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us. I really, I really appreciate it. It's been a minute. I feel like, I mean, we've you know we stayed in contact through social media, but I haven't seen you. In I know. a few years, especially, you know, <laughs> whether it's been Zoom or something like this. Um, I do like your PJs. We decided to have a PJ. It was actually your suggestion. You're like, can I wear my PJs? And I'm like, let's just do a PJ theme. Let's just do a yeah, PJ well, type of thing. Because I'm on Central Time. So it's 930 in New Orleans right now. And I'm, I, you know, the pandemic, it's turned me into a bit of a grandma. I have to say, I'm, I'm in bed or in my pajamas by like 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my pajamas all day I'm from when I wake up to when I go. go. I think I just change my pajamas. My ritual used to be I wake up in the morning, I shower, I put my clothes on, I go to work or whatever I have to do. And I did that in the beginning of the pandemic. But Same. as we've gotten like just more into this, you know, and, you know, it's going to end eventually, but I feel like everything's changing. I've now done just get up go to your desk, do work, and then I'll shower at some point after work before I go to bed it's and like change my pajamas. like you got your daytime PJs and your nighttime PJs. Yeah, yep. I don't even know if my jeans fit anymore, to be honest. <laughs> I, I tried mine on once. <laughs> and I I was like, well, these are uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. I think I tried I think I tried them on. I think I put them on for Thanksgiving because my parents wanted to do a Zoom thing. My parents were like, can you please put on pants? I'm like, great. I have some Nike pants. I'm like, can you please put on some type of other than like, you know, acrylic fabric. I'm like, sure, I'll put jeans on. I put my <laughs> jeans on and I just, I didn't even put my belt on and I just felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, these just don't, it doesn't feel right anymore. For me, it's like my legs don't, they like, they rejected my jeans. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> they're just not comfortable. And I have like made well jeans. I have expensive jeans, like work jeans. Yeah. I worked, I wear jeans all the time. That was my uniform, black jeans all the time. Yeah. And not anymore. Joggers, PJs, leggings. Yeah. Give me that activewear. I should have bought, I should have bought stock in a lot of different activewear. I mean, I bought stock in Nike before the pandemic started. So, and I've been purchased. I usually buy all Nike shit anyway. Just because I like the the I mean, it used to be an Adidas head. Now I'm a Nike guy. But all okay. I've all I've done is bought all I have is buy activewear. It's literally all I've been using is activewear. I don't have any. I, I know where my jeans are. 
Um, but I don't use them. And I ha- I bought in too many shirts now. I mean, it's like t-shirts. Like I don't, I have a whole closet full of button downs and I put one on for a job interview two weeks ago. And I'm like, ah, this doesn't feel right. Let me just put on a sweater. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the way I feel. I don't like, you know, I, I don't know if it, you know, I don't know if it'll ever come back. Who knows? Who I'm sure it will, but I went for, I guess like social, I don't even know what to call it. Like social distancing backyard cocktails. I don't know what we should call this now, but <sighs> I was being safe and trying to be social. How about that? Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I was like, well, well, what should I wear? Because I haven't seen my friends in a really long time. And, you know, we we chat on the phone. I I called up my friend prior and I was like, what are you wearing to your own event? (laughs) (laughs) I will go off what you do. And then from there we can decide. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder how many Instagram stories and Snapchat stories and, you know, just post in general I have made on, uh, on certain people's feeds because I've even, just, I've gone out just not giving a fuck. Like my hair is all, you know, all over the place. Uh, I don't even brush my teeth, you know, like I've just, I look like, I mean, thank God I have the mask because then nobody can see what's going on. But like, I read somewhere that we're all, Oh, once we sort of like figure out the whole like demask situation, we're all gonna have to readjust our uh, our mouths oh. because they're all gonna be like so expressive or not expressive, depending on who you are. I'm concerned, so I'm still I'm looking for work right now, and I'm concerned that like eventually when I get a job and have to go into the office, you know, and we're not wearing masks, people are going to see my like my my facial looks. I'm giving them like really. <laughs> you know, like all this nasty, like looks I'm giving them. Um, yeah, I need to be, <laughs> we're going to have a big issue with that. I think we're going to have a lot of issues. I mean, uh, people were like, it, I remember who was it? I think it was not my girlfriend, but maybe one of her friends like, is this what it feels like to have a beard all the time? And I go, well, I mean, sure. I mean, not here, you know, you know, you can breathe, but yeah, that's what it feels like to have a beard. And even See, at first, oh, sorry. I didn't no, 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 no. At first, I was like, this is so cool. It's like I'm on Grey's Anatomy. I'm wearing a mask. This is awesome. (laughs) And then, and like, I was like, wow, I feel so really cool. I'm on a TV show. And then it just got old, like the third day in. Everyone's like, can I be McDreamy wearing this mask? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I, uh, I, my mask, I grew a a really big beard the first three months of the quarantine. So when I felt safe to go out outside of like, you know, the street uh, in the grocery store and I wore a mask, I, I was like, do I need two masks? Because I feel like I need to cover both the bottom of my beard because it would just stretch over. I, I didn't have any control of it. I couldn't, you know. I have a small face. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to find different masks that either didn't fall off or just like covered what I needed to. I don't know. It was very odd. Or the opposite. To- yeah, I have a huge head, a huge face. And so <laughs> I I went through about two different, two or three different brands of masks because they were like, yeah, one size fits most, which I should have realized, like, you know, Halloween costumes, most is not me. Um, and so, like, I would get these. I, I remember the first mask I have. I think I still have in my car. It's like an emergency, emergency backup mask. <laughs> it literally just covered right here, just around my <laughs> mouth. Like nothing else. And I'm like, this this seems, uh, I feel like if I, if I had to talk very like, Hello, how are you? I can't really my lips not much. Thank you very much. Um, uh, it and and then someone was just like, "Dude, you need to get a bigger mask." And I was like, "All right, you're right. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta splurge the fifteen to twenty dollars to get a better mask." But at least someone told you, because I feel like 
I feel like there's still people walking around with those small masks and I've seen them and I want to go up, but I'm scared. Cause like, you don't know who so you're going to deal in. with. You don't know. who. I feel like at this point you just let them be. I, yeah. Cause you don't know who, what kind of crazy person they're going to be. Like, you don't tell me to wear my mask. Exactly. You know, the, the whole mask <laughs> debacle in general, I mean, we can go on for debating this forever, but I know it's I know. just, it's just people. I've never met people. So like hardened about uh, you're impending on my freedoms by putting this mask on me. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But the thing is, it's funny. Cause so I'm, I don't know if I, well, <laughs> sorry. <Excuse me. laughs> I like haven't talked to a person in a really long time. <laughs> and I apparently have never taken a sip of water while talking to someone in a really long time. <laughs> I just choked my brains out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, go on. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Oh, I don't even remember. You haven't talked to someone in a really long time face to face. Yeah, I get that. Me too. Yeah. Well, so I'm in between. So I'm in New Orleans. Yeah. And I was in Birmingham. Okay. For two and a half years, almost. And I have to go back to get all my stuff to bring it to New Orleans. So I'm in between. (laughs) And I've gone back in October, this past October. I forgot what month we were in. <laughs> it's 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 a day. It's just a year yeah. and a day. We don't know what it is. It's just happening. <laughs> no. Well, so I went back and what's funny is that, you know, we all know it's by by state, by city, all the things. I felt like I was in a completely different country. I have to say. It was like people were just walking around. Not a care like, in the world. Well, it wasn't even like not a care in the world. It was like like they, I don't know if they weren't watching the news or if they were watching the news and didn't care or if they did care, they were just like, we're not going to care or they were just going to live their lives no matter what, which, hey, power to them. But personally, <laughs> I was so scared. I just stayed in my apartment for like three days and then I just boogie on home back to New Orleans because it here everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing or what the government's telling us to do and then you know it's weird to go into a different state and just feel awkward because you're wearing a mask yeah no i i I completely get that my brother is my brother currently he lives in los angeles but this week he went to new york and you know just even flying on a plane people are just below their nose or some some people are taking advantage of well if i'm eating i don't need to wear a mask and people are just bringing ridiculous like, grocery bags full of food while they're just going to eat the whole plane ride and it's like <laughs> how ridiculous do you have to be to just like be the system it's like just wear the mask you know like people always i, I remember when i uh, i think it was over the summer you know i was waiting outside for food at a taco st- taco stand and some guy was like you know he's like so do you really think those masks work and I go, nope, but my leg's doing. I'm walking away from this goddamn conversation because I don't need mm-hmm. to have it with you. Go fuck yourself. Like, it's just like, why are people so, they wouldn't be so combative about it. They want to, conf- you know, like, and I yeah. guess, you know, people who aren't wearing the mask feel the same way about people who can, you know, go up to them and approach them about wearing a mask. Right. But like the protest, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. But, you know, speaking on the same thing of COVID, so you're, you're from New Orleans. You're, you're, you know, a New Orleans native, born and raised, which we'll get to in a moment. But... Within the past week, you got the vaccine, which I'm super jealous of because I can't find anyone to give me a vaccine. And, you, you know, and I feel like everywhere else and every other, I mean, my family, in New York, New Jersey, they have pretty much all been vaccinated or at least got the first round. You know, my friends in Massachusetts, you know, but here in California, I, you know, it's like, a, it's, they're like, all right, maybe you'll get one before the summer. Cool. God. So I, I want to ask, like, you know, which one did you get and how do you feel? 
to start off. Okay, so I got Johnson and Johnson. Okay, good because um, I'm glad I'm glad you got it because I want Andy and I were talking about this before the show started. So what anyway, do you think continue. I got? Did you were you like putting bets on it? No, no, no. We were we were just talking about which one do we want, and I was like, I don't know if I want the Johnson and Johnson one because I only covers up to eighty percent, where Moderna gives you ninety percent, ninety six or something percent. And Indy brought up a really good point, which is like you know Moderna and and Pfizer are uh, they give you. Um, the, the uh, MRA? MRA, mRNA, which gives you like you know the vac the, the antibodies are supposedly for it, whereas the Johnson Johnson is the actual COVID. It's actually COVID that they're giving you, so this way your body will, yeah, you know. So anyway, go on. So you got it. How did you get yeah. it? I'm curious. Did you reach out? Like, what happened? So there, there was a couple of things that happened. Uh, and number one, I have to say, were you talking about me in the last episode? Because I canceled. And it was like at the very beginning of your episode, you were like, you know, if you know, because you're not here. Oh, maybe. I don't even remember. Did we do did, Was that the case? Hey, somebody listened. good. Somebody listened. That's good. I, I, I mean, maybe. Yeah, listen. It, <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. You know, here's the thing is that you're not the only person to cancel. So don't feel bad okay. about that. So it could have been literally anybody. I just, I have to go back and listen because I don't think. No, be, it, it wasn't very, no, I was like, it wasn't you. It wasn't me. you. I know it was not you because <laughs> when we, when we talked about canceling, it was the day after the show. Okay. So it was someone else that was, <laughs> that was, cause I, cause there were a couple people that canceled future events. And so I was just like, yeah, hey, you know, they're busy. I felt, I felt very attacked. Oh no, no, no. I would never attack anybody. I only attack I people I don't know. Uh, it's the best way to meet people just to attack them. Um, <laughs> so, so. There is a Facebook group called NOLA Vaccine Hunters, which was started, I believe, by a Tulane Medical Center, either doctor or he's, you know, trying to be a doctor. Studying to become one, sure. Yeah, going through the stages, and he decided to help his fellow man to make a Facebook group called NOLA Vaccine Hunters. And so everybody's posting on this thing, like, I went and stood outside a hospital, and they gave me the Pfizer or the Moderna because they had leftovers. And yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, all right. I'm not eligible. I don't really want to stand outside of a hospital. <laughs> but uh, this was, I believe, like two or three months ago. And my dad's 71. Okay. So I was, I've been on the hunt for him. Once he, once they said 70 year olds, get on that phone call. I, it was like my mom and my dad and I, we were just like calling this one number and they would place this on hold, all these things. And he got it. He got Pfizer. So, um, then my mom also, sorry, I know the question was about me, but it's, it's like backtrack. No, no, so, go ahead. Tell um, the story. Tell the whole story. So my mom was, was not eligible by age, but she was eligible for medical reasons. So we call the same number, we get her on the list and we actually, she couldn't get it cause they didn't have any appointments open. And then randomly some lady called her the next day and said, Hey, can you come to this hospital in 30 minutes? It's yours. Like it felt, I've never been in a drug deal, but it <laughs> legit sort of felt like some back alley shit. Okay. Like <laughs> it sounds like so, it. And I was like, hop in the car, I'm driving. So, I ha so I'm, dri I'm driving my mom, drop her off that at the hospital. She gets the Pfizer, she gets a little paper. We're both like, oh my gosh, like two down, one to go. So then I'm like, okay, if my entire family can get it, 
I bet there's a way. Like if you have a will, you can get this thing. Like I feel like, you know, yes, there's eligibilities. Yes, they're trying to get it through. But I feel like, I don't know, in like the depths of my heart, I was like, okay, I have to try. I have to really try. So I get on this Facebook group again and they say, if you go to the hospital, they're, you know, because if I don't know, and my mom and I were trying to figure this out the other day, it's like, I think they have like pallets of the vaccine, right? And if they don't make it through the whole pallet, they got to chuck them. So these people were just standing outside of hospitals and you, and you go up and you say, Hey, I'm here. I'm here for the extras. And you just wait there. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the good stuff. I'm ready for the good yeah. stuff. When we want to throw me some good stuff. So I went and I waited for three and a half hours. And some girl in front of me, like they kept calling everybody's name. Some uh, one of the receptionists came out. They were like, "We got extras. Just stay put." And we were like, "Okay, like we got this. Like it's it. it this is it." And this was three weeks ago. And then the girl we were all like talking, you know, social distancing outside of a hospital, which doesn't seem safe at all <laughs> by the, the emergency room. We're by ground like, zero of the, the coronavirus, but hey, we're good. We're getting this yeah. vaccine. And so we we're trying to figure out like when everybody came, because then we would figure out what number we were, you know, in line. And then this girl told me that she came at a certain time and I came five minutes after her. So I assumed that I was sort of after her. They called her name. And then literally 30 minutes later, the receptionist came out and was like, we're done for the day. <sighs> and I was like, oh, I know that was literally how I felt. <laughs> and I was like, OK, if I've made it this far, I got to keep trying. So there's this number that my mom got texted via either her friend or via the hospital because she was still on the list somehow. And they said that they were opening mass vaccinations at the convention center. And to call this number if you want it, but it didn't say if there was any eligibility. And that day I even called the Mississippi CDC uh, people or whatever to say like, can I even drive to Mississippi, but you had to be a resident. And I was like, well, I work in film production. Like, well, maybe I could just say that I work in film production and I'm technically not really a resident, but I work in Mississippi, even though I really haven't (laughs) in a year. So, and ever but I could lie, you know, like it was just like such a mind like puzzle on how to get this thing. And then I called, I, it was like, I had all these numbers and I kept calling and I finally called the convention center hotline. (laughs) And I told them that I had elderly parents and they're like, okay, well, you're not a healthcare worker. And I was like, I know. <laughs> like, but I have elderly, elderly parents. Parents, so shouldn't that count as somewhat? I go to the I go to the store for them. Yeah. Like, you know, my dad's seventy one. I mean, he could go to the store. He got the vaccine, but like, he still doesn't want to. So I go for him. Uh, and then uh, I basically said. So at that point, there was I guess like twenty or so things that you had to be. And <laughs> I Crazy. because of COVID. Like this is, this, I'm, this is because of the pandemic. I mean, we've all gained weight, right? Oh, yes. So, yes, so absolutely. we're all in the obese category on the BMI chart register. Yep. So I am technically obese. So I, for my height, I should be like a hundred pounds, but I'm not. Right. So, cause I'm five two. So I said that I was obese because technically I am. And I met the eligibility. And they said, here's your appointment. 
can you go tomorrow at 7 a.m.? So maybe I do that tomorrow instead. Because what all I've been doing is hearing like, hey, go to CSUN East Los Angeles, East, East Los Angeles, because they have, you know, a vaccination center there. And if you go between the hours of like four and six, you know, they'll have those extras for you because they got, like you said, they got to dispose of them because once they're the thawed, they can only yeah. use for a certain amount of time and they're not going to wait over, you know, they can't be rethawed. So like I, I was going to do that on Monday. My buddy whose friend got it done the week before, he, he went, uh, one of his friends went on Sunday and the vaccination center was closed. They ran out of vaccines. So then I was told just go in downtown Los Angeles because downtown Los Angeles, most of the residents have left and there's just tons of CVSs and Walgreens. And, you know, if you call them up, they'll put you on a waiting list, but then go to the store after. So I did that on Wednesday. I went to Walgreens. I put my name, I called them up, put them on a waiting list and I waited outside from like four to six. And, you know, the same thing happens. Like, sorry, we're out of vaccines. Like, ah. Yeah. So now I, I call the CVS that's in downtown and they're like, hey, you know, unfortunately our waiting list is full and Friday is the last day of the clinic because we're closing down the clinic after that because we're out of vaccines. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm just I'm running around in circles trying to get it. I'm seeing all everyone else get it. And I know it's not like I'm going to get it and then go, I'm free and running around without a mask. But it just yeah. it gives me that that reassurance that protection, like, protection and reinsurance. I mean, good. yeah. And like if I need to go home and see my folks, I you know, my, my dad has it. My stepmom has it. You know, I just I just want to feel a little and bit more safe. Here's the thing. If you do get it, because I sort of felt like guilty after I made no, my don't, appointment. Don't. I was like, mm, should I have done that? No. And then I was like, you know what? No. Because there are people who are eligible who are anti-vaxxers and don't want it. Yep. So you are taking those anti-vaxxer spots and then you are going to help save the world. Absolutely. And I, I, I completely agree with that. And I also think that, you know, here's the, my other theory is that, you know what, I think in a month and two from now, it's going to be, everyone's going to be able to get it because like exactly. you said, there's, there's going to be, yeah. there's going to be people that just don't want the vaccine and there's going to be extras laying around and they're just going to, you know, people are just going to be like, okay, well, next one up, next one up. And then, yeah. you know, and they're going to open it. I mean, literally two days ago, I think they opened it up to 16 and older. If you have some crazy, yeah, you know, see here in California, it's still 65 and up because California is a huge state. So they still, they're yeah. still behind. Well, they're not behind. Here's it's, it's hard to explain because it's numbers. It's like, you know, your percentages. Yeah. So if you have a larger state, you know, and you're still getting the same amount of vaccines that, you know, uh, you know, Mississippi, New Orleans, Louisiana, or New York or California, uh, New Jersey get, you know, you're still, you're still only be able to vaccinate, vaccinate so many people. And so, you know, like yeah. we have vaccinated 11 million people. Well, there's 53 million people in California. So that's yeah. not... You know, that's a good yeah, number. But. Although I would recommend to anyone who's, who's listening, but also to you or even Indy, like I have heard because this happened to my neighbor who he just went to like a like a pharmacy that was kind of like you said, like a downtown. It's like somewhere that you wouldn't think like kind of like a local yeah. pharmacy, not CVS, not Walgreens. Not a national like, chain, like a small, not a yeah, chain. Locally they might owned. have some extras and yeah. you can just go in. And I would even recommend, like I started at three o'clock because by a certain point they stopped taking appointments, right? Point. So, so if you go at three and you put your name down and let's say they already have like maybe 10 people and let's say they call five of them and none of them answer yep. and you're under that and you're there, and they're going to give it to you. Yep. I mean, that happened to my best friend. 
And then they have to, if, depending on if it's the Moderna or the Pfizer, you, you have to get the second one. They'll automatically schedule for it. And they should automatically. Sometimes they don't. You have to go to mywalgreens.com. That happened to my best friend. Oh, shit. Uh, she was with her parents and it was the end of the day and they both got Moderna and the pharmacist was like, well, we have this one left. Do you want it? And she's like, I don't want it. Please give it to someone who's eligible. And this was like, you know, at the beginning. And um, she was like super like, no. And then uh, they were like, well, if you don't take it, we're going to chuck it. So she rolled up her sleeve and she took it. But then they said, <laughs> we can't schedule you. You have to go to mywalgreens.com and That's then annoying. schedule. That's yeah. annoying. Yeah. But at least they got scheduled. So you, so you got the Johnson & Johnson. Yes. How do you feel? So how did you feel? How did you feel the day after or, you know, over the course so of the So I got days? it that morning at 7. And I thought I was feeling great. Like, I was like, woohoo, I got the shot. I went in and I cried in the convention center. <laughs> and they, some lady came up to me and she was like, do you need a hug? And I was like, can we even hug right now? <laughs> like, I was just like mind boggled. I mean, the system itself was spectacular. I mean, our convention center is really big and they made the system happen. So I cried multiple times. I should have taken a selfie. I didn't. I was just like, this is insane. It was also way too early for me. And uh, I only had one, like a half a cup of coffee at that point. So I was just like super tired and emotions. And then I was fine for the rest of the, the day until five o'clock. Mm. And I got the chills. I was, I was freezing. I was just, I would, I don't know what was going on. It felt like everything just like kicked in at once. Yeah. And I was hot and then I was cold and I was hot and cold, hot and cold all night long. And I got to actually 101 degree fever at like nine o'clock. Wow. And then I took a, I took a, <laughs> we looked at my dad actually, cause I spent the night at my parents cause I didn't know what to do. Um, I was like, well, just watch me, you know? <laughs> and uh, they, my dad looked up the CDC guidelines on like what to do because it's at that point, it was like that day they released the guidelines for Johnson Johnson. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, on like what to take if you have the chills. So they said, take a Tylenol. So but the, I know I don't really take Tylenol, so we I took one extra strength Tylenol, one regular strength Tylenol, mixing it up, and then and then I just slept it off. And the next day I was like meh, like fifty percent, just like hanging in, just you know. Did you have any body aches too, or just chills and just tiredness? I was just, it was I was chilly and achy, okay. but I'd also worked out the day before, so I wasn't sure if I was achy. <laughs> <laughs> because of my workout yeah, yeah. or because of this but um the next day i just took it easy i i felt eh, you know yeah. and then the next day i was 100 percent. okay it's like this is amazing i can conquer the world i feel back to normal so okay okay so it. okay yeah because i i've heard different things like everyone reacts differently like my my yes. stepmom got moderna and her arm hurt and she felt like she got chills and body aches and a low grade fever like you did. And then other people who've got Moderna and Pfizer just they're like, I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Like I, my, I mean, both my parents got Pfizer. They were fine. My mom was kind of like, eh. <clears throat> yeah. My dad took a nap. But I felt it I I actually took it in my dominant hand and I felt it 
like a couple of days, like I still sort of feel the injection site, just like yeah. where they put the needle in, but it's because it's muscle. You're putting yeah, yeah. a needle in muscle. I get the same thing when they do the flu shot for me. The flu yeah. shot for me, I'm always, because I always put it on my left. I'm like, I'm a lefty. Can you please put it on my right? And I, you just feel it. Like you just, it just feels like someone was just slowly punching in your arm and giving you a bruise for the next, like, you know, you know, an hour. And so it's just, you're yeah. recovering it. I wouldn't, I mean, whoever's like, listening in or whatever just don't be afraid i mean it's just think of it like a flu shot honestly yeah, yeah. i mean it will save your life though <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get it i mean i'm always nervous about needles and stuff but i'm excited yeah. to get it let's uh let's let's switch lanes here for a second yeah. i'm glad you got vaccinated i'm jealous really you got vaccinated but um you know i do want to talk about new orleans you are like you said you are born and raised which is awesome i feel like i don't know i don't i don't mean to crap on people that aren't born and raised in a cool city like new orleans new york san diego los <laughs> angeles you know but i just feel like i don't know we're i feel like we get to experience something different growing up and have a little bit more broader view of the world but um i've only been to i've only been to new orleans once i went in uh 2019 i went for like a long long weekend i had a blast uh, um and I, I didn't know what to expect because here's the thing is i'm not a i'm not a drinker i'm not a big drinker at all and I know, you know, there's Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesdays. And you can walk down the street with, you know, alcohol in your hand. No one cares. But the food, the food is just exceptional. Okay. It's exceptional. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm from New York where there's, the food is fantastic. You know, it's, it's you know, it, you can't beat it. But the food there is just, it's different. It's a different type of love that's made with it. And I don't know if I got to cover, I definitely didn't get to cover every single restaurant that I went to. But I, I you know or every restaurant that was in New Orleans. Um, I mean, I definitely walked out of there 10 pounds heavier because that's, I feel like that's what you do. Yeah. Um, but to you, I mean, being a, you know, a native, what are, I mean, we'll get into it. What are your top, like, what are your top, give me five, like places that, you know, you love to go eat or like the places that are, you know, that, yeah, you, yeah. Top five places you love to eat in New Orleans. Okay. So I, I know you got to lay it out. I know you got to lay it out. <laughs> I have it written down, Okay. but I have a question. Sure. For you, okay. because so being in the pandemic, I have created new favorites. However, oh, okay. it depends because so I, I mean, you know, it's amazing food, yeah. but some food doesn't travel very well. Of course. So there's food that I love. Oh, that interesting, I interesting. Yes, because that because you can't eat the restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, and the ambience, and it's amazing. And then there's some food that. It's like, even if you get it to go, it's just as good. So like pre-COVID or well, right now? Let's do, let's do both. Let's do pre-COVID. So this way we can, I, you know, we can make something out of it with pre-COVID once everything and opens. After COVID. Yeah, yeah, let's, like let's pre -COVID do pre-COVID and then do the, the list while in COVID because I'm curious okay. as that as well. Yeah. So, um, okay. Number one, hi-hat. I don't know if it was around when you went. Uh, it's. Most of these restaurants are, I'd say, not in downtown because okay. I don't really venture into the quarter very often. I feel uh, like it's very touristy. It's probably touristy, right? It is, but it's also the parking's really hard. Uh, so makes sense. It, you know, it's if you know where to park, you park, but then it's like you just don't enter if you don't need to. Gotcha. Yeah, it's the same way I feel about New York and Times Square. Like, you know, being from New York. I avoided Times Square except I had to go for work there, but I avoided it like the plague because it's just, you know, it's there's nowhere to park. Yeah. It's very commercial. It's very trafficy. All that stuff. 
Yeah. So hi hat. Okay. Uh, I'd say Le Petit Grocery. Been there. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. What'd you get? I don't remember. I just remember going to the store. I because here's the thing. It's it was such a. I brought a vape pen and I smoked a lot of weed going in. So it's, it's just like one blur of like, I think I did Cafe du Monde twice in one day. You know, I went to uh, Giacomo's. I went to all oh, yeah. these places and it just, it just blends. It just blends. You bounced around. I was going to ask if you stayed in the quarter because some people come and stay in the quarter and they're like, we had such a great time. And I'm like, but did you go other no, places? No, we, we stayed, We st- our, our Airbnb was like a street away outside the quarter. Right where like the, all the jazz bars are, um, but we ventured out outside of the quarter as well. I mean, we went to a, you know a couple places outside. We didn't go super and far, but that's what I would call good touristing, <laughs> because yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't venture, and there's so many other places that you can go. Well, it's it's um, a, it, again, it's the same thing with New York. When 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 tourists come to New York, they go to the middle. They go to Times Square because there's Thirty Rock there. You know, there's the you know middle of Times Square, Broadway, all that stuff. But if to me, the best, the authentic parts of of Manhattan are not in Times Square. They're Upper East Side, Upper West Side, you know, uh, Soho, NoHo, you know, Prince Street, all that stuff, you know, Lower Lower East Side. That's, that's to me, is still original New York. Yeah. So, so okay. So, Hi-Hat, Le Petit Grocery, uh, Casamento's Oyster Bar, or you just call it Casamento's. Okay. And that's... How much was that's that? That's three. Three. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm keeping track too. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Costera, which is, I'd say it's four years new. Okay. They do Spanish style cuisine. Their big thing is paellas. Mm. And you wouldn't think, like, you'd be like, ooh, like, why would I go to New Orleans for Spanish cuisine? But I'm telling you now, just go. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I had, yeah. I had, I had great Israeli Middle Middle Eastern cuisine at. Um, God, what was the name of the restaurant? Started with an S. I can look it up. Continue. Sorry, continue. I'll oh, look it up. Shea? You yes. See, that's not on my list because I haven't been there yet. Okay, but I went but. there because I got a recommendation. I went to there and it was fantastic. So good. Yeah. So I live around where Shea. Oh, it's a, that's a nice area. It's a great area. It's a lovely it's, area. Most of these restaurants are actually at least six feet. It's not six feet. Six blocks, blocks away. Around. Or, okay. Or eight blocks. Uh, and then I'm throwing a pizza in there, oh Ancora. Boy. What is it called? Ancora. Okay. A-N-C-O-R. What kind of pizza is it, if you don't mind me asking? Is it like it's, Thin Crust Bar, Chicago, New York? It's Thin Crust. Okay. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, like like Italian, kind of like flatbread-y. Uh, they got a stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. I love it. They love have it. the fire. <laughs> I love it. And they, they have family, so they have this whole thing where it's like their family made the sauce and, you know, he's doing cool things with the pizza. I just really like their anchovy pizza, so I'm putting that on there. Okay, okay. But I got I got tons. If anybody wants a rec, message me, figure it out, contact me, and I'll give you a rec. And also, it's snowball season, and... I'm putting like a asterisk. Hanson snowballs are probably my favorite snowballs. And so what's a snowball? Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a cup with ice. <laughs> it's like a snow cone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a snow I could have figured that out. I kind of, I was like, it's probably a snow cone, but I just wanted to be like, it's a snow cone. I'm like, it's nothing like a snow cone. It's nothing like a snow cone. It's <laughs> so 
it's usually in a cup with just ice, like a snow cone, <laughs> but it's a, it's a ball. Okay. And, and at most, so there's like a, everybody has their place, right? Like everybody has their pizza place. Everybody has their hot dog stand. Mo- if you grow up going to a certain place, that's your place. Or you can change it to like a different place. But I know the owners, she creates, she creates fantastic flavors. She's been around for like 70 plus years. Okay. I mean, you can't wow. that. No, no, that's, that's, that's old school right there. That's old school. So what are the, what are the restaurants now that travel well in terms of, you know, takeout and everything that you have? What's the five that you have that you love? <laughs> okay. So the reason why they travel well is my parents and I do uh, takeout together and our criteria is containers mm-hmm. if, if it reheats without reheating. So if you just like stick it in the oven and you turn the oven off and it's still just as good. Okay. Or we did a thing for Christmas where they gave us the instructions and they were foolproof, stupid proof, and we did it and it was still taste amazing. So Hi-Hat's one of them. I'd say Ancora's one of them. We figured out the whole reheat pizza thing. And once we did, it was okay. Also, they do meatballs. And what we do is we put the meatballs and they come three and there's only three of us. So we put them in a saucepan and we just reheat them on the stove. And they're just as good as real life. Yeah. Meatballs you can do that with. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, man, I want some meatballs. And then so Ralph's on the park, which is by City Park. They do, uh, they, we did that for holidays and Christmas was good. New Year's was like, eh, they could have done better, but it was still amazing. They reheated well. And then, is it even on here? Hold on. Okay. So we did, <laughs> we did like a, Mer- like Tex-Mex, uh, Superior Grill, uh, not Superior Grill Seafood, but Superior Grill Mexican taqueria and they came in like giant foil takeout containers right I mean I got a quesadilla like nothing crazy because I was this is the first time we ventured out to this place we weren't sure it would be good to for to go also we got margaritas to go so that's just like a point right there yeah and they gave it to us in portable travel friendly well, you know it was going to taste good regardless of how long you were holding exactly. it. Yeah, perfect. So I think that's five, maybe four or five. But That's good. That's good. That's- what do you think is like, so I mean, because I feel like, because uh, I got my places in New York too, but what is like, what are the overrated places that get a lot of attention that you think just, you know, are just overrated, whether it's restaurants or, or bars, whatever it may be? Oh, gosh. I feel like I have a ton. But like, it, it's tough because... I feel like they have good food, but it's like, like you say, like, it's like, we got to go there. You know, I would say Commander's Palace, Galatoire's, um, Gautreaux's, like French, anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's good food. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like there's a time and a place. Like, like I love Commander's Palace because they have, uh, when I could go, they had a lunch special with 25 cent martinis and it was a set menu and I could go with my girlfriends and I did like a little brunch with them one time and it was amazing and it wasn't, it didn't break the bank. Right. Yeah. However, it's like, I feel like everyone goes there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. It's, it's, 
it, it, it is the same thing with me when I remember Shake Shack wasn't a national chain. It was just in New York. And people were like, sorry, people were like, Shake Shack is the best burger in New York. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's literally a million other places that make better burgers than Shake Shack. For cheaper, just better meat. And, and it's just... Again, because it's it's a tourist attraction, you know, it's in the center of, you know, you know, middle of Times Square that people would just go to it or Madison Square Park. But I just I could I could never get into it. And I feel like, again, like that's that's good to know about all those places. I feel like I went to a couple of those because I was just walking by I'm like we should go here. This yeah. seems like a long line. And also, like, I mean. What's it? Um, the place you get hurricanes from Pado Pados. I love Pados. I went there. For oh, when I was, those, yeah. see, I, I see everybody. Everybody's yeah. gone. Everybody's gotten the hurricane. Yep, yep, you yep. Go yep. in, you go to the piano bar, you have fun. I've done it a million times, but I only go when I have friends in town who want to go, who have never gone. Yep. And then I'm like, yeah, we gotta go. Yep. It's like going to the quarter. It's like we gotta go to the quarter because you never been to the quarter. Yeah. And then I'm over it by literally an hour seconds. into it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, I know this might be this might be crazy, but um, let me <sighs> cafe do. And I love my city. Like, don't get me wrong. I no, love my listen, city. I get it. I think it's just one of those things where it's like <sighs> we have so much that I feel like, and that's sort of why I I don't know if you said this previous, but I'm making this channel. It's called Crescent City Caroline. And it's kind of like I want to one of the things that I want to explore on it is like the unbeaten path of like being a tourist in your own city, but also don't not going to the places that I should advertise because everybody knows that they should go to these places. Right. Like what about other places? Right. That the smaller, but the smaller about? non-popular place. Well, not not popular, but the smaller places that don't get enough attention. Exactly. No, I completely agree. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we talked about your channel because I wanted <laughs> to talk about that as well. You know. You know, I, I've, I've watched a lot of the content, I, you know, and it sucks because I feel like you were, you were really making a lot of stuff and then the pandemic hits. So there's only so much you can make when it comes to that type of content. Is there, it, when do you feel, I mean, how, other than the, the shutting down the city, how else has this affected, the pandemic has affected you and the city in general? I think, I think the city's trying. Uh, as as a resident, you know, it's so hard because I was here during Katrina yeah. and it reminds me during Hurricane Katrina where it's like we had a pause and everybody sort of thought about it. And I feel like New Orleans, New Orleanians in general just sort of think for like a hot minute and they're like, OK, what can we do? How can they don't they don't just go. Right. right. They they reevaluate and then they say, OK, we're a port city. OK, so there's no cruises. So, OK, AK convention center like. There's no, there's the basketball that's not happening or it's ha not happening here, you know? So it's just like, what can we reuse for certain things? And yeah. then it's also, okay, well, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras didn't happen this year. And then a lot of places suffered because Mardi Gras didn't happen. The economy kind of dipped. I mean, I think people have tried, have been trying and they've been successful on, okay, how can we target our not just tourist industry, but how can we target the people who live here? The locals. Because those are the people who have been here 365 days a year. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I, I and because it's I think every every city is having their own issues, especially tourist cities like that, because it's every city has its own little tourist attraction and its way to survive, but it also needs to keep the people that have been there for the rest of their lives, you know, been there for the most of their lives, happy and 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 keep the economy booming. It's 
it's going to, I mean, I, everything is going to resurge eventually. I just, I find it, you know, I, I always find, I always want to ask different, you know, different regions how they're recovering or how they're handling it because it's out here. It's, I feel like it's just, it's a, it's a well, shit show. <laughs> I know. Well, I was thinking about all the people in LA the other day because I feel like, like I have a lot of friends who are in the industry, same as you, you're in it, yeah. I, you know, I'm in it. I don't, I don't know about you, but I mean, they're, they're starting to film stuff here and I've seen it throughout the year. And I don't know if I'm ready to get back on set because I mean, even though I have the vaccine, I have to wait a couple of days, but it's still like, I don't, even though they have people on set who are supposed to, you know, like make sure people are doing what they're supposed to do. I feel like they're not doing that i don't it's, i haven't it's seen it's like it. a protocol but it's not a followed protocol i i get yeah. you i got and, and i've had that issue as well because you know uh, there have there've been times i've been up for gigs and then and then the, the filming the shooting stops because you know protocol has been broken or someone gets sick uh, at this point i'm ready to get back into it you know regardless of how i feel because i just i i i i'm one of those people that need to stay busy and i just feel okay. I, I and and i'm at the point where i'm like okay, I feel like I'm wasting more hours in the day not being busy than being busy. Um, it, it's, it's, I'm curious to see how this is all, you know, in terms of production is going to happen across across the world. Because I know Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta's going crazy right now. Atlanta's got a lot of production yeah. going on. Well, Tyler Perry has his own bubble. Yep, yep, and smart. Which smart. is pretty cool. It's smart. I'm glad he has it. I wish that more people would say, okay, we got to do it like Tyler Perry. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but absolutely. I don't know. It's, it's just a toss up like because I'm like you, I have to stay busy, but then it's like I want to be safe. And it's also the mental sanity of like, holy crap, I'm going back into the world. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I and I it's a hard <laughs> thing to, to discuss because I feel like people will be like, I'm not ready until the, everything is completely clear and the protocols are fine. And then there's people who are like, I'm ready to do whatever. And then I feel like those people butt heads because it's like you're you're not you're not following the protocol and you're jumping ahead. It's like, but I need money. I need to work. What do I do? You know, it's hard. It's a hard. It's a hard thing to compromise. I mean, United States is one of the uh, most independent uh, thinking countries, but it also comes with a lot of consequences because of that. Because no one wants to, you know, everyone thinks their opinion is right and they'll do whatever it takes, regardless of what science and facts matter. Yeah, but. A couple more things before I let you go. Oh um, no, you're fine. What? I feel like it's so funny we we get into conversations and then it's like we're both like, oh god, how can we get positive again? No, no, no. It's <laughs> listen. It's been listen. This has been great. I mean, listen. I, I this is a conversation everyone needs to happen. You know, positivity. The 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 interviews I take do with people. There's negative parts of it. There's positive parts of it. And there's learning parts of it. And I've this has been a great interview because I you know I learned about the Johnson Johnson shot because I'll tell you what. Last week I was like I don't want that fucking shot. I want the Moderna or the Pfizer shot. But it's good I to know. Didn't want it either. I was like oh, Pfizer came out first. I want Pfizer. But I think it's. I was thinking about it. I feel like they kind of all share. Or I'm not a doctor, so maybe I should be saying this stuff. <laughs> However, I feel like they should all share some form of the same DNA structure yeah. and they all work. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, the two questions I have for you left is we talked about your website. We talked about your YouTube channel and, you know, your work and everything you do. We're in the same field in, in the series you want to make about New Orleans and, you know, and then and, and the, the content you want to make. But what is your 
ultimate series, movie, TV show, or whatever. Like I said, you you know, digital content that you want to make. What is something, and you don't have to share it because it might be an, an original idea and I don't want you to give it away, but is there something like you're jazzed about they've been working on that you want to spill a little bit of it? Mm. And again, yeah. if you don't want to, it's totally fine. We can, I can, yeah. add, we can go into the next question, which is or the last question, which I wanted to ask about Kathy Dumont stuff. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So it's, it kind of, I guess all stems from trying to be creative again, you know? So I've worked in the industry for years, right. I feel like. And it's weird to say that because I'm like, wait, have I? But I have, I counted the, the years the other day. I've been doing this since maybe a year after college. I mean, I worked with you at BuzzFeed yeah. for almost a year. And then from there, I think it was three months later, I jumped onto TV shows and films and I was always helping someone else, right? With their dream. Right. And so I learned a lot along yeah. the way. And I was even a runner at frame store and I was getting people coffee and I was like, this shit sucks. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and I was like, just being, being like a kitchen junkie, just like washing <laughs> people's shit. And it was awful. But then I was like, okay, I'm in this place where I think we're, where with my parents kind of, I'm trying to move here. I think like, you know, like I'll, all YouTubers, I'm probably going to do some moving vlogs here and there. However, I think it's like a time if you're, if whoever's listening and they're in this situation too, just think about like if you've been furloughed or you got let go or you quit your job because you were just tired of everything and you're ready to go back to work, just use this time to like do what you want. You know, I mean, if even if you don't have the money, I mean, <laughs> I barely do, but I think it's just, kind of like one of those things where it's like if you just sit down and say hey I want to make a movie or like hey I want to make a podcast yeah hey I want to do this thing you know yes it's going to take some time of I've course. had some I mean if you look at my I was looking at my channel the other day and I was like this like should I even be doing this like I'm I'm I suck at this no, answer yes yeah but I think the thing is it's like you just got to keep going with it you just got to keep like like, I mean, you got time. Like, it's not like we don't have time, mm -hmm. right? We're all sitting around. Even post-pandemic, like, you still have time to do stuff. Yeah. And so, I mean, a good example is Sarah Hines, right? Mm, I, I don't yes. know if you remember yeah. her. She was in my intern class and she was like, fuck this shit. I'm making a movie, right? And now I think she's getting her master's somewhere. So, like, in between going or maybe she has her master's already but like in between all this she was just like i'm going home i'm saving money i'm making a movie you know and i think it got it was on amazon you could rent it for a while maybe it's still on there but i think it's just like one of those things where you just have to dial it in ask yourself what do you want do yeah. you want to work for corporate do you want to work for a movie do you want to make other pe other people's dreams happen do you have your own dreams yep. And so that's sort of where I'm at. <laughs> I, I, I have dreams and I want to make them happen. I have a couple of ideas that I'm currently trying to just figure out because I've always been a producer. So I've yep. never actually, even if I've been in front of the screen a little, while, a little bit or just like a little character here and there, I've never put myself first as the main character. So that's a, that's a struggle for me. 
And it's like, I made a couple of videos and I was doing really great in, in August and July. And then all of a sudden I was like, Ooh, am I good at this? Is this okay? Like, yeah. should I like dial it in? What are my videos about? And so I've sort of been filming here and there. I have some stuff that I'm editing. Good. But I'm also trying to come up with bigger picture ideas, like a movie or a documentary or a podcast, things like that. Uh, I have the time. So I yeah. have some things. Good. That's, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And that's, and that's good to hear. And I'm, I'm, you don't have to, again, I'm glad you didn't have to reveal anything you didn't want to do because, again, people fucking steal shit all the time. You know, I, I had the same thing. And I, I've struggled over the past year and I struggle on a daily basis. There's some days I'm really creatively motivated to create something and write a pitch and write a deck and write a script, you know, put, edit, whatever it may be. And then there's a couple days in a row where I'm just like, Ugh. I mean, you know, you have a YouTube channel. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Like, and if I didn't have indie, this thing wouldn't fucking run properly. I mean, indie pushes me. Indie, you know, especially with this podcast, like, you know, I'm thankful that I have a, you know, a, a, a really good friend and a guy that wants to work with me and produce with me. And, you know, we get along and, you know, there's no arguing. There's no egos in it. You know what I mean? And I think that's huge because I don't want someone working with, I mean, listen, egos happen everywhere, but you know, sometimes someone's ego takes over a whole project and you just don't want to do it. But Indy really motivated me and pushed me to do that. And just even creating, doing these podcasts, which I enjoy talking to my friends. I enjoy talking to my former colleagues. I enjoy talking to people that I, you know, I've met once or twice in my life to bring them on to talk about what they do. It, it, it's, 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 it, it helps me creatively move, move forward in other pieces. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Absolutely. You know, everyone should take the time. And like I said, that's my, my whole point is even after this is all done, take the time to do it because, you know, this, this should have realized this, this pandemic, you know, taught us a lot of things, but one of the things is like, take care of yourself. And that includes your passions and your dreams. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not by any means saying bring out your journal and like write a journal. No, like, but, I hate no <laughs> but, but it helps but. if it helps. Sure. If it helps. And also just like, I guess it's just like, think about what you like. Like yeah. if you, if you don't like what you're doing, I hate to say it, but quit. <laughs> like, no, I completely agree. I tell my brother that every I day. Furloughed and I liked my job. I loved my job. I worked there for almost two. I worked at Meredith for almost two years. Yeah. I was a producer. I, at the end in May, April, uh, I was like the point of contact for eating well, you know, like I was working with people in Vermont yeah, constantly, you know, I mean, it was great. I loved, I was in charge of three shows and a live show on Instagram. I was constantly on phone calls, constantly doing the thing. And then when I got furloughed in a weird way, I mean, I was upset, but then once I was past that, it was like, I had a sigh of relief. Yeah. That I was like, I didn't have to do that shit anymore. I could do my own thing, you know? Yep. No, I had the same th same feeling when I got laid off from COVID over the summer. I was like, you know, I get to focus on me now. My 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 thoughts aren't, you know, whirling around someone else's project. Yeah. So last question. All right. Before we let you go. Uh Benets. Beignets. I mean, I always fuck up the word. Uh beignets. Um Cafe Dumon seems to be the popular place. Now is it? And before I get to it, because like in Philly, people always say, oh, got to go to Pat's and Gino's for cheesesteaks. But, you know, there's tons of other great cheesesteak places in Philly that are not Pat and Gino's that are actually better. Is Cafe Dumont the standard or is it just the tourist standard and there's actually better places that we don't know about? I think 
four beignets for dessert beignets okay. regular powdered donuts yep yes okay but people have made twists and things altered along the variations way. sure uh you know le petit grocery for instance they mm. have crab stuffed beignets as an appetizer they're savory they're delicious they have like an aioli dipping sauce okay they're amazing <laughs> i take your but word for it i think you know yes i think cafe du monde is the standard it will always be the standard in my book there used to be a place called Port, uh, morning call it is now permanently closed i don't think it was ever that good to begin with but some people loved it um you know there's something about going to the corner with your friends i did it many a time mm -hmm. in high school as well being super drunk on bourbon street jealous waiting in line <laughs> or the at the pickup window because uh -huh. there was like a walk-up window yeah, yeah, yeah. getting your beignets at the end of the night at like 1 a.m you're totally not sober and you're just <laughs> putting those beignets down and it was probably the icing on the cake of the night honestly um and they're good in the morning too you just dip them in your coffee they're delicious i don't know yeah, I'm still craving those things. They're fantastic. But if um, I could send some, I would. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they travel well, to be honest. <laughs> like I said, that's one thing I wouldn't travel well. But uh, Caroline, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Um, I'm going to plug you real, real quick. You can go check out her YouTube channel, Crescent City Caroline. There'll be content coming out there. You can also check her out on Instagram at, at Crescent City Caroline. And I, is there any other pl uh, place, things you want to plug or handles you want to plug? Please feel free. I my so i have two instas the kristen city caroline and then the sweet caro need that's oh, yes. my personal one but it is public to the world uh i usually share on both i'm trying to get better at the at the crescent city but hey yeah i can only deal with so many social medias i don't even have a tiktok i try to do twitter it doesn't work I'm not a good Twitterer. <laughs> it's all right <laughs> I'm, I'm all over the place some days i'm good at twitter some days i'm better at instagram it's it's a lot. Yeah, a lot. that's it. That's all. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hang out soon. Hopefully once this all kicks well, out, I mean, I'll, I'll, I need to make it out there again because I just miss all the good food. So, uh, once this all ends, I'll be out there and we'll kick it for real. Yeah. Let me know. Also, I will send you some bagels. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Indy's excited too. <laughs> Yes, I, I please send us some bagels. I could always make the bacon, egg, and cheese part of it here. I'll reheat it properly. I'll give it a proper score. Please send me some bagels. I really appreciate that. Yeah, look up Steins. Steins? Okay, I'll check it out after this. They got good pickles, but I don't think those ship very well. <laughs> well, they might. They might. They might. If they're in, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Thank you so I'll, much, Caroline. I'll send you some stuff. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. You.